Blog Talk Radio. We're here, God, because your promise has been fulfilled in us. We're here, God, because when we seek you, we find you. God, when we ask, we receive. When we knock on the door, you answer it. Your word is alive. Your word is alive today. It is truth. It is everything.
Welcome to Prayer International Radio. I am your co-host, Sean Holmberg, along with Christopher Herzog, here for the next um, two hours to worship the Lord Jesus Christ, to answer your prayer request, to pray for any needs you possibly have. Um, our call in number is 619-638-8458 if you need prayer for Pretty much absolutely anything um, Please give us a call uh, We're going to spend some time in the word Spend some time in worship So um, So let's begin the right way And Seek the Father Father God Lord we give you glory and honor For your name is great Greatly to be praised Father your name to be feared Among all the nations Father, your name to be worshipped and adored and celebrated, Lord. Father, your name is exalted, high above heaven and earth. Jesus, you have been given the name that is above every name. And your word declares that at your name every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that you are Lord to the glory of God the Father. Whom no man has seen at any time Except for you That you reveal him to us Through your Holy Spirit Holy Spirit We make room for you tonight We yield our lives Our hearts Father we yield our minds And everything else to you tonight Asking that you would reveal to us Jesus Christ Asking and that you would develop in us the fruits of the Spirit that the Word declares, righteousness, joy, peace, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Holy Spirit, that you would work in our lives, that we can be fully pleasing to the Father, knowing that we have already been declared perfect in His eyes and been declared righteous, Father. We have been declared righteous by the blood of Jesus alone and not by our own works, but by grace, through faith, we are saved. By Holy Spirit, we desire to walk in your will. We desire for your will to be done in our lives, Lord. That as you, Jesus, are our shepherd, Father, and we are your sheep, lead us and guide us into all truth in your name. So I wanted to start off tonight. We had a prayer request um for Jeffrey for Jonathan Jeffrey who um needs favor in his job. He has a new sales job in a new territory and he has women and children. I mean he has a wife and young children. Um and you know it's not a big thing for us to come to the Lord asking for a favor, which he most definitely and grants um, because God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And his favor and his grace is the support for our daily lives. So, Father, in your name, Lord, we ask for a divine Supernatural, Lord, favor On Jonathan, Lord And his job he has, Father 
Lord, that you will exalt him to the head of the company, Father, that you will give him favor with every one of his bosses, Father, that you will give him favor with every one of his co-workers. Lord, that you would open his mouth to boldly proclaim your word of truth to those who he is in contact with at his new job, Lord. Father, that when they see him, Father, they will not only see his amazing ability um, to do his job, Father, but they will see your presence in him, Lord. Even if he doesn't say a single word, Lord, let your presence and the light from your presence so shine in his life that they will be convinced of your presence, convinced of who you are through him. So, um, Chris, our co-host, um, tonight, or today, I guess, um, Chris does a lot, um, I guess I can start off that way, as far as he preaches and leads prayer at multiple, at multiple churches at times, and um, goes here to there to there to here. Um, one of his churches, or the churches that he actually ministers at in Rockwall, Texas, um, whom the pastor is one of our mutual longtime friends, um, um, today um, actually made Chris a, um, I don't know if you would call it an elder or part of the church leadership, and officially Chris at this church is um, now the um pastor of prayer um, cause he, and he's going to be leading prayer there and he actually I guess um, got ordained today um, which is an amazing thing um, in some ways um, because Chris is definitely a man of prayer you know I remember when I was growing up with the Lord reading books um, like ones by Andrew Murray about power through prayer and reading about um the revivals from long ago and reading about men and women who would spend countless hours on their knees in prayer before the Lord, um, seeking his face, seeking his counsel, um, interceding for nations and for kingdoms and for people. Um, and, and not even like the five or ten minutes that most people know about, but literally hours and hours upon end of people who made it their aim to seek the Lord. Um, Chris has always told me that he, um, <clears throat> and I'm saying all this because, you know, the Bible says let someone else exalt you and not yourself. So, and since he's not on the air yet, I guess I have open um, access to say whatever I want. So, um, but you know, it's true. Um, Chris has made it his, he's considered a prayer job, just like um, me and him both get up and go to work. Prayer to him has also been a job, um, part of his responsibility in life. And not to get anything out of it, not always, I mean, not for the sole purpose that I want God to give me stuff, but that he wanted to seek the face of the Father. And he really, his heart's desire is to know the Lord. And um, so, it reminded me of those books I used to read because I can't think of many other people who exemplify um, such a fervor, fervent desire to be in the presence of the Father outside of Chris. Um, and not even just the presence of God you'd feel in amazing services or when there's miracles 
just the one-on-one personal relationship with the Lord, Chris and his wife, Tracy, definitely um, have made that their life. Um, If Chris were to ever die, I could imagine on his tombstone it could easily be said, and the only thing it would have to say is this man knew the Lord and was friends with the Lord, and it would be completely true. Um, And so we were talking about it earlier. Um, about him getting ordained um, Because neither one of us have ever been ordained I mean we've worked in churches And we've worked in leaderships And done I mean so many different things um, Outreaches and whatever But as far as the actual titles We've never really saw um, Too much of a point to one Because we've always considered them formalities And and the one The the um, ordination he got um, It it is important Um, for the church itself um, And it is somewhat of a formality And you know something that Pastor um, Lee Said to Chris He said um, I'll never forget He said you know what This is only a piece of paper You've known the Lord your whole life You have the relationship with him You don't need this piece of paper And you know it's true um, Something me and Chris were talking about A little while ago is, um, And the times we live you don't really need a piece of paper to declare who you are you don't need any kind of certificate Um, I mean the world expects them and sometimes even the Christian world expects them but when it comes down to individuals you, me, um, our friends our families um, when it really comes down to it you don't need any piece of paper any title to declare who you are in the kingdom of God For the very presence of God In your life declares Who you are in the kingdom of God The word of God itself declares Who you are in the kingdom of God And the only paper you need Is written in those scriptures Where Jesus declared that you are A son and a son of God um, And in the end that's all that really matters um, One of my good friends um, David um, came to my house last night And we were sitting outside And um, just talking about um, God And hearing the voice of God And um, you know We were going over different scriptures And um, and you know one thing Through all these scriptures we were going through One thing it always came down to Is that you know The Lord wants your heart He wants your relationship um, it's the only thing that matters It's the only thing of any kind of Tangent or, or value Is your knowledge Of him Because the very knowledge of him Your relationship with him The strength that you have and the trust you have In your relationship with the father Your ability to walk in faith um, Not just because You say okay I'm going to have faith in this But because it is part of your very being is because it's part of who you actually are is your relationship it's part of your very identity your relationship with God um, for example um, I have a, a beautiful wife named Rebecca who I've been married to almost two years now and um, you know my identity is no longer Sean single man um, it's I'm married um, my wife is part of who I am. Um, 
And, you know, your relationship with the Lord is the same way. Um, and that relationship speaks to the world. That relationship speaks to the nations without you saying a word. Um, the very um, essence of the presence of God that we carry about, because the Bible says we carry about a fragrance of the Lord. Um, it says that we are living epistles written not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh, which is the heart. Because the Father has literally written in our hearts. He said in the Old Testament, he said, in those days I will write my laws on their hearts and on their minds. Um, and, you know, the Lord has... has um, visible fingerprint is on our hearts, is on our lives. We become living testimonies of his greatness, of his goodness, of his glory, of his grace, of his majesty, of who he is. The Bible declares in Romans 1, it says, creation itself declares the glory of God, so men are without excuse. And we too, as his creations, as new creatures in Christ Jesus, we ourselves declare the glory of God. Um, like Jesus said, a city that's set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a, a lamp and put it under a basket. But, um, you know, the very um, relationship we have with God shines out of us, whether you even think about it or not, whether you want it to or not, um, which you should want. But, I mean, you don't have to try to proclaim something. You don't have to try and strive to be something you are that you already are. You don't always have to pray for the Lord to pay for every bill that you can't pay for. Because sometimes just knowing in your relationship with him that he is a provider, that he will never leave you nor forsake you, that he is the provision in our lives, that all things that we have are come through him, are for him. Um there's a trust that comes where you can just trust him to do things without actually having to worry and strive to get to a place of believing that he's going to do something that he's already said he's going to do. And, you know, we were talking, um, me, and, me and David were talking last night about hearing the voice of God. And, you know, everybody hears the voice of God differently. Um, some people hear the voice of God just by reading scripture. Some people, um, hear the voice of God. Chris and Tracy, for example, um, will very often, I would say, um, hear the voice of the Lord tell them, you need to go here, or you need to go to this place at this time, and you'll meet this person, and they will, in faith, um, go do that. They'll do exactly what the Lord said, and whatever the Lord said was going to happen always happens. Um, but they've developed their relationship with him in such a way to hear his voice that they can hear it that way. And, you know, when me and David were talking last night, um, a thought occurred to me is that, um, you know, the Bible says no one seeks the Lord at any time um, on their own initially, um, that all men are drawn to the Father through the presence, through the Holy Spirit, through the goodness of God, because it's the goodness of God leads men to repentance. Um, a person who you would theoretically consider a sinner um, wouldn't just be out drinking or living whatever lifestyle and out of the sudden I'll be like, wait, I need to go serve the Lord today. It doesn't happen because um, the flesh cannot perceive the things of the Father. Um, it says in um, 
the Bible says they're spiritually discerned, and the world can't understand the things of the spiritual realm of the Father. And um, the thought that came to me is last night is, you know, we, even now, you can be sitting outside or just driving and all of a sudden start thinking about the Lord. And the thought that came to me is, where did that thought, the initial thought that you had at that moment to think about the Lord, did, where did it come from? Did it come from you? Or did it come from the Lord having you to think about him? And I think it works both ways. I think sometimes we can just be sitting around and have a thought of the Lord, and it actually comes from him. Because, you know, the Lord desires our presence. He desires a relationship with us. He desires to commune with us, to be actively involved in our lives. Um, um, but the, the Lord desires to have have life and have it more abundantly. He said, um, the enemy comes to still kill and destroy, but I've come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. Um, he said in the Old Testament, he said, I know the thoughts that I think of you, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. And, you know, he's given us, the Bible says he's given us all things personally to enjoy in this life. There's, and I say that to say, um, for example, um, there's nothing wrong with someone going out and um, fishing, for example, or something like that. I don't fish, but, you know, something that you find joy and pleasure in um, can be done. And you can enjoy it because the Lord wants you to enjoy your life. The purpose of this life is not... Um, to be born, to get saved, and then immediately go to heaven. It's to live this life in a relationship with him and enjoy the life he's given us. And you can find pleasure in so many things um, that are godly. <laughs> I, I want to point that out. Um, and, you know, the Lord will be there enjoying those things with you. Um, and so not every minute is constantly on your knees. Um, sometimes God just gives us life to enjoy. Um, so, anyway, our call-in number is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for something, please give us a call. Um, we have a chat room open at um, blogtalkradio.com forward slash prayer international. Um, if you can't make it to a phone, you can always email us. And our email address is prayerinternational at gmail.com. And we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back.
Prayer International Radio Our call-in number 619-638-8458 So we're going to read a little bit um, Psalm 67 God be merciful to us And bless us And cause his face to shine upon us That your way May be known on earth Your salvation Among all nations Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. O let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you shall judge the people righteously and govern the nations on earth. Let the people praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Then the earth shall yield her increase. God, our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. And all the ends of the earth shall fear him. And I think that um, we sometimes want to bless in God, but we don't want to have the fear of God. Um, Father God, Lord, I don't even know if anybody's listening right now or whoever is listening, Lord. <coughs> Lord God, you know. Father, as your word said, Lord, let the eyes of our hearts be flooded with light, that we would know what is the hope of your calling. Jesus, you said that you have come, that those who don't see may see. Father, so I ask for all the listening audience right now, Lord, from every corner of your earth, Father, that the wind of your spirit would blow tonight, filling them with your presence, Father. Lord, that they would be rooted and grounded in truth, Father, unmovable, unshakable, Lord, through your presence, Father. Your word declares that your grace is sufficient and that your strength is made perfect in our weakness. Father, but most of all, 
God, we desire you. Lord, we want you. We want to know you. We want to experience your presence in our lives, Father, in our households, in our family. Father, we want to hear your voice. Lord, not only in the midnight hour, but also in the day. Father, we want to know you as a friend knows a friend. Jesus, you said that you no longer call us servants, but you call us friends because a servant doesn't know what their master is doing. And so, Father, we desire to know you in such a way. You said that your sheep hear your voice, Lord. So, Father, I pray you would open up our ears that we could hear you. Lord, that we could hear your Holy Spirit speaking through us, through your voice, through your scriptures, Lord. Father, that you would remove every hindrance in our lives that would separate us from your presence. Remove every hindrance in our life that would prevent us from hearing your voice clearly, Lord. Father, give us the ability to just in the discernment to distinguish your voice from the voice of the enemy. Father, help every one of us, Lord, to be submitted completely to you, Father, in every area of our life, every area of our heart, Lord. Every area of our walk, Father, let it be submitted to you, Lord. Father, for we desire for your will to be done in our lives, Lord. Father, we desire your counsel. Your word says that in the multitude of counselors there is safety, Lord. But we seek not the counsel from the world, Lord, but we seek to hear your voice, Father, knowing that your ways are higher than our ways and your thoughts are higher than our thoughts, Father. You said that we are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, Lord. With you, Father, we've been given your name, Lord being declared children of God. So, Lord, I ask that you would reveal to us our real identity, Father. Father, you would change our perspectives of our own lives, Father, and give us true insight into our natures as children of God. Yeah. 
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Call in number 619-638-8458. So we'll be joined in a little bit by Christopher Herzog. And um, so we're going to pray real fast. Um, One of our listeners, um, Sand Angel, um, her... um, they have a ministry here on Blog Talk Radio, um, pretty anointed um, ministry, and they need financial blessing. And so, Father God, Lord, we know uh, that you provide all things, Lord. So, Father, from the north, the south, the east, and the west, Father, I ask, Lord, that you would cause the blessing to be multiplied in their lives, Father that there would not be room enough to receive it, Father. Lord, I pray that you would divinely, supernaturally, Father, send people into their past, Father, to donate, Lord, to to sow into their lives and into their ministry, Father. Not only financial needs, Father, but also any other need in any other area in their life, Father, that you, being Jehovah Jireh, our provider, Lord, that you would cause the rain of heaven to come, Father, and to water their lands, Lord. Father, I pray that every one of their bills be met, Father, supernaturally, Lord, through your name, Jesus. Father, that you would cause an increase in their life, Father. Lord, not only an an increase to come in to provide for their needs, Lord, Father, but a supernatural increase that there is an overflow for them to give out, Lord. So, Father, that they can actually be even bigger sowers than they already are, Lord. Father, your word declares that you give seed to the sower, Father. So, Lord, we are asking for a harvest to come and to pour down into their lives, Father, in every area, Lord, that they go, Jesus. Father, and that you would give them a spiritual increase as well, Lord. Father, that you would open the eyes of their hearts, Father, increase their discernment, Father, increase their hearing, Father, and their ability to hear your voice, Father. Lord, I ask that you would give them dreams and visions, Father, of your kingdom, Father. Give them dreams and visions, Father, of your heart, Lord. Father, let your heart and your desires be fully known to them, Lord. Father, that they can come seek your face, Father, and you would reveal to them the thoughts and the intents of your heart. You would show them your secrets, Father. Lord, take them into the secret place, Father. Father, take them into the Holy of Holies with you, Lord. Father, and speak to them. Father God, be glorified in their ministry, Father. Be glorified in their ministry, Lord. And be exalted, Lord Jesus.
myself at a loss for words And the funny thing is, it's okay The last thing I need is to be heard But to hear what you would say
broadcast over to the Lord, and we will get into the Word of God. You know, the Bible says to study, show yourself approved, rightly divide the Word. It's the Word that separates who we are. It's the Word that shows us the character of God, the ways of Christ. It begins to show us the way the Holy Spirit operates in the earth. Of course, it lays out God's plan, general plan for mankind of salvation through Christ Jesus and his plan to set up his kingdom in the earth and in the heavens. Praise God. We're going to get into the word of God. Father, right now we just ask that you would open up the hearts of every man, every woman, every person tonight, Father God, that is listening praying, that is yielded, that is open, that is searching. Father, you would open their ears, open their eyes, Father, that they would see Jesus, that they they would behold the King of glory, and see the risen Lord and receive him as Lord and Savior. And Father, we pray, Lord God, that they would hear your words of truth tonight. Father, you would penetrate their hearts that you would cause growth, cause maturity, cause life to fill their spirits tonight. Mature us tonight, Father. Lord, we open up our hearts and say, Lord, speak to our hearts. Teach us your ways. As we study your word, Holy Spirit, you wrote the scripture so no one can teach it better than you can. So we ask, Holy Spirit, teach tonight your word. Your will be done, your kingdom come, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so praise God. We're going to go ahead and get into the fourth chapter of the first Thessalonians, the New Testament. If you're not too familiar with it, um, if you're on the computer already, Bible Gateway, Blue Letter Bible, both of those are wonderful. Uh, Thessalonians is before Timothy, and it is after Colossians, the first book. Give you a minute. We are chapter 4. Furthermore, here we go, verse 1. Furthermore, we beseech you, and I'm teaching out of the King James or New King James Version tonight, and I may jump back and forth a little bit. All right. Furthermore, we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus Christ, that as you have received of us, how you ought to walk and to please God, so you would abound more and more. So saying, look, we're, we're exhorting you, we're beseeching you, that just as you've received us, walk in the same manner, walk in a way that pleases God, that you can grow more and more. Verse 2, For you know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification. So here, I think when we get into chapter 5, you're going to see the will of God also. But Paul outlines what the will of God is for us. In verse 3 of chapter 4, It says, for this is the will of God, even your sanctification. 
You see, God wants us sanctified, set apart, holy, consecrated unto God. That's that's his will. That you should abstain from fornication. That every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor, not in the lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles which know not God. That no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any manner, because that the Lord is the avenger of all such. As we also have forewarned you and testified, for God has not called us to uncleanness, but unto holiness. Verse 8. He therefore that despises, despises not man, but God, who has given unto us his Holy Spirit. What he's saying is when you're rejecting the commandments of God, when you're rejecting the holiness of God, when you're rejecting the sanctification or the consecration of God, although a man may be teaching it or you may be reading it, Paul here is saying, look, you're rejecting the Holy Spirit. You're rejecting God. He's given us these commandments by the Holy Spirit. Verse 9, but as touching brotherly love, you need not that I write unto you, for you yourselves are taught of God to love one another. He said, look, I don't have to write a big dissertation about love. Bottom line is love one another. That's how God teaches us as Christians, as brothers and sisters in Christ. Love one another. Verse 10. Verse 10. And indeed, you do it toward all the brethren which are in Macedonia. But we beseech you, brethren, that you increase more and more. See, Paul wanted increase in his spiritual sons and daughters. And that's our desire. That's my desire. As a teacher of the word, as as an exhorter in the word, to see sons and daughters in the faith, see men and women increase and abound more and more in the things of God spiritual growth, spiritual maturity taking place in their lives. Verse 11. And that you study and that you study to be quiet. Learn to be quiet. Why? Learn to be still. It's only in those places that you're still and learn to be quiet that you can be still and know that he is God. How can you hear God speaking to you if you're constantly Clamoring, constantly making noise, constantly about. So study to be quiet and do your own business and to work with your own hands as we command you. Verse 12, that you may walk honestly towards them that are without and that you may have a lack of nothing. Verse 13, but I would not have you be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, and that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. So saying, don't be sorry for those that don't have hope. And don't be ignorant about those that are asleep already. Now he's going to break down the gospel. Verse 14. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you, that by the word of the Lord, that we which were alive 
and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend, this is verse 16, from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. He's saying, look, there's coming a day Jesus is coming back. And when he does, the dead in Christ are going to rise first. There's going to be a day when we who are alive, listen, we're going to be caught up together with them in the clouds. We're going to meet the Lord in the air. This is verse 17. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. So we're going to comfort other people, exhort other people with these words. He's saying, share this testimony with others. So let's back up. This is the testimony. Verse 14. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them which are asleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Now listen, verse 15 finishes it. For this we say, by the word of the Lord, that we which remain are alive, we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord, shall not prevent them which are asleep. Listen, if people are spiritually asleep, if people don't understand who the Lord is, now I'm going to give you a, a two-fold meaning of the scripture. One is talking about those believers that have already gone on and departed from this world. Sometimes there's people that are asleep. They're spiritually sleeping. And we don't need to prevent the gospel from them. If you're alive in Christ, if Christ has made you alive, if Christ has opened your eyes, if Christ has spoken your ears, if Christ has healed you, if Christ has set your captivity free, testify. Tell somebody. Don't keep it. Share with others. Comfort one another with these words. Verse 18. Share your testimony so that others can come out of their slumber and their eyes will be open and their ears will hear truth. Their chains will be broken. Their sickness and their disease and their torment will be lifted and they will be healed. Those that are bound up can be set free. Jesus had freely received, freely given. Comfort others with your words. Chapter 4 of 1 Thessalonians tells us, Declare the gospel. Comfort others with your words.
We're here, God, because your promise has been fulfilled in us. We're here, God, because when we seek you, we find you. God, when we ask, we receive. When we knock on the door, you answer it. Your word is alive. Your word is alive today. It is truth. It is everything.
If you need to call in, the call-in number is 619-638-8458. Our email address is prayerinternational at gmail.com. And the website is www.prayerinternational.org. We're actually picking up the second half of our study tonight. It's going to be 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. We just finished chapter 4 before the praise break. And now we're going to go ahead and go to chapter 5. So chapter 5, verse 1. And this is only going to be just a quick 28 28 verses. It goes real fast. So check this out. All right. But of times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. Verse 2, for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. That sounds just like what Jesus said, right? You won't know the day or the hour, but you'll know the season. Verse 3, For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes on them and travails upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. The Jew brethren are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. You are all the children of light, and the children of the day, 
We are not of the night nor of darkness. Verse 6. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others. Let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. And they that be drunk are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love for a helmet. The hope of salvation. Let's stop there. So they're saying what? Be sober-minded. Begin to watch. Verse 6, watch. Don't, don't be sleeping. Don't be spiritually asleep. Don't be in a haze or in a fog when it comes to the things of the Spirit, but be alert. Be awakened. Have an understanding. See, Paul called it the eyes of your understanding in Ephesians. So don't be asleep, but watch and be sober. He says, be sober by putting on the breastplate of faith and love. See, faith is belief and trusting God. It's believing what God says. It comes by hearing God's words. And love, see, faith works by love. So without love, you can't do anything anyway. You've got to have first love for God with all your heart, so love and strength. Love for your neighbor as yourself. So you walk in trust and faith in God, and you walk in love. You put that on as a helmet. Why? Because you see, that has to guard. You have to have the mind of Christ. You have to have a spiritually guarded, a spiritually geared, spiritually directed mind. Remember, the carnal mind is enmity with God, but spiritually minded people have life and peace. And then hope of salvation. See, there's a hope. We have a hope. Our hope is that because of the blood of Jesus, we don't have to burn in hell. That's our hope. That's, I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty hopeful to me. <laughs> Praise God. Verse 9. But God has not appointed us to do wrath. He hasn't called us to do wrath. He didn't give us freedoms to go do evil. But he called us to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 9, right there. That's what you're called to do. Obtain it. Obtain it. Obtain it means to go get it and make it yours. Obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 10. Who died for us that whether we wake or sleep, we shall live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another. Even so also you do. That sounds a lot like chapter 4, doesn't it? But listen, here's where it gets good. Verse 12. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you, and those that are over you in the Lord, and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourselves. What are they saying? Look, recognize those people that labor in the body of Christ with you and among you. Recognize those that are above you and teach and exhort and, and encourage you, those that build you up, those that instruct you, those that have spiritual authority over you. And those that admonish you, these are the people in your life that you need to esteem very highly in love. Esteem them for their work's sake. 
esteem them for what God's doing through and in their lives. And then it goes further and says, Be at peace among yourselves. Verse 14, Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly. See, if there's people that are unruly, it's, it's okay to warn them. That's not being self-righteous. That's obeying the word of God. Warn them that are unruly. Give them a warning. Comfort the feeble-minded. If you know people that are feeble-minded, they're not stable in their minds. They're not strong-minded individuals, but they're weak-minded individuals. Begin to exhort, encourage, build up, strengthen them. Build them up through the word of God. Build them up through the ways of God. And then support the weak. Those that are not strong enough to take up for themselves. Support them. And be patient toward all men. Be patient. See, when you're in the spirit and you begin to see the minds and the hearts of people, you begin to know how crazy some people can be, so you have to have patience. And verse 15 says, See, none of you render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and unto all men. Some say for, for yourself and for everyone. Some versions say for yourself and for everyone. Follow that which is good. Now, here's my favorite part, and I've said it for the last three nights, and you're going to hear it again. And you'll keep hearing it probably. Rejoice evermore. Rejoice always, verse 16. Verse 17, pray without ceasing. Pray continually. Verse 18, and everything give thanks. Be thankful for everything. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now, we're not going to stop there. Usually, we stop there the last couple of nights, but let's finish the rest of this chapter. It's a great one. Quench not the spirit. Don't quench the spirit. Don't put the spirit of God out. Don't despise the spirit. Don't stifle or hinder or provoke or keep. You know you can grieve and quench the spirit of God? Jesus at one point wanted to do miracles and when he came into the town it says he could do no miracles because of their unbelief. So all he did is teach the word. Here the Son of God came into a place and he could have raised the dead. He could have performed miracles. He could have healed the sick. Blind eyes opening. Because of their unbelief the Gospels explain this in a few different chapters. They're reduced into a teaching ministry. Do you know that the only two things that marveled God and made God wonder? In the Old Testament, God wondered why there was no intercessor to stand in the gap. And in the New Testament, Jesus marveled, Jesus wondered at their unbelief. Same word, marvel, wonder. The two things that really amaze God and, and probably make him just kind of sarcastically chuckle. I can't believe that. No intercessors. Unbelief, doubt. People won't believe me. Yet they'll believe everybody else. Who's report what you believe? So let's keep going. Listen, we're almost done. Listen, verse 20. Despise not prophecy. Don't despise it. Welcome prophecy in your life. 
Verse 21, prove all things and hold that which is good. Test everything. And when you find something good, hold on to it. When you find a good friendship, hold on to it. When you find a good minister, a good church, hold on to it. In other words, test things and hold on to them. Don't take things for granted. Verse 22, abstain from all appearance of evil. And the very God of peace, verse 23, will sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. See, the God of peace will sanctify you. He'll preserve your spirit and your soul and your body. See, not just your salvation. But he wants to restore your mind. He wants to restore your body and, you, and preserve you blameless under the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 24, we're almost done here. Four more. Come on, work with me. Five more. Faithful is he that called you who also, who also will do it. God is faithful. He's the one that's faithful. He's the one that's faithful. He's the one that's going to do it. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with the holy kiss. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. And that is chapter 5 in the New King James, or the King James Version, I'm sorry. You can probably break that down some other time and get into some little depth on the prayer and the rejoicing. And the being thankful. And speaking of that, remember tonight, pray continually. Rejoice always. In everything give thanks. God wants thankful hearts.
Father, we just pray, Lord God, your blessing on everybody tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. 